Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay and I'm a recovered compulsive reader. Uh, today is Thursday, May, 7th, uh, May 18th, I should say, 2017. And uh, today we are reading from the big book. We are currently on page 42. Starting at the third paragraph, it starts, quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles, and we're going to read one paragraph only this morning. Uh, okay, so today's readers uh, are, we have uh, Sharon B. on the 12 Steps, Julie S. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text, we have Katie G., Penny C., and Leslie M. The uh, share ID for uh, Wednesday, May 17th, the 7 a.m. meeting, it's 9949, that's 9949, and the 10 a.m. meeting is 9950, 9950. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask uh, Sharon B. if you would read the 12 steps. Sharon, good morning. Good morning, Larry. This is Sharon B. Recovered in uh, Louisiana. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Sharon B. from Louisiana, and I passed. Thanks, Sharon. Hey, Julie S., would you be kind enough to read the 12 traditions for us? Surely. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. This is Julie S. from South Florida. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend <clears throat> excuse me, the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Julie. Okay, here's, here's how it works here. Uh, this is what we do. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers uh, only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence, abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the, the speaker should be muted. So today we're, we're uh, picking back up in the big book. We are currently on page 42, the third paragraph. It starts quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles. And we got Katie, Katie G to get us started. Hey, Katie, good morning. Hey, hey, good morning, Larry. May I be heard? You can. Awesome. Hey, guys, it's Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic, calling in from Boston. Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. I have since been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying and I hope more useful than the life I lived before. My old manner of life was by no means a bad one, but I would not exchange its best moments for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it even if I could. And I will be starting my timer now. Everybody's going to want to share. Man, this is so true. Like, um, Today, the 12 steps solve my problems. Like, um, you know, before um, a good day was, let me get all the binge foods that I can get, right? Um, I don't want to give up any food because food is the best thing that could happen to me. And what a pathetic life without exciting food, right? 
or what a pathetic life without a super thin, sexy, built body, right? And um, and that's not my life today. My life before was pushing and um, throwing to get what I want and selfishness, dishonesty, self-seeking and afraid. I was so driven by fear all the time and it was awful and I made every single decision based on fear that I'm not going to get what I want, that I'm going to be abandoned. I held hostages. I didn't know how to have a satisfying life unless you did what I wanted, unless I got what I wanted. And when you didn't, I ate or when you didn't, I purged or when you didn't, I exercised more. You know, and thank you God today, like, not only am I satisfied and happy, but more important, like recently, um, it's been striking me in my morning meditation, like praying only for knowledge of God's will for me and the power to carry that out. Like, so for me, you know, I used to wake up in the morning and then my first thought was, oh my God, how am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? How's he going to do that? How's he going to do that? How am I going to do that? And it was competition, right? And now in the morning I wake up and I pray and I ask God to help me stay abstinent, sober, and sane, right? And I, and I go through the day and um, yesterday I was of service to my patients right and that was fantastic and then I got the privilege of hearing a woman who's uncovering discovering and discarding her life right now in the step in, in um in step four and then oh my gosh I got disturbed right I got so disturbed because I'm so afraid of what's going on at work and I'm not going to get what I want but what what happens to me today in a recovered state of mind and body just for today I do a step 10, I call one of my buddies, I'm like, look, buddy, I am in fear, let me do a turnaround. And I saw that like the only thing that my problem was is not what was happening to me in my life. It was my judgment of the situation, you know, and, um, and thank you, God, I got out of myself and then I helped others. And thank you, God, again, you guys, like, I remember when someone first told me that she didn't eat flour and sugar and she weighed her food, I was like, well, you are friggin' pathetic. Like, that that's your life, I feel sorry for you. And the thing is, if I get to the end of my life and God or whoever it is says to me, you know what, KG, you could have eaten that thing. Who cares? Because guess what? Food doesn't matter. Food does not matter. Why? Because I'm in a recovered state of mind and body for today. And I'll just wrap up by saying what that means for me today is entire abstinence and 100,000% commitment to fitting my life into my program and using the tools actively in step 10, step 11, and throwing myself harder into helping others. And I have a place that I belong today. So I'm just going to keep coming. I love it. And I can't wait to hear all of you. And with that, I pass. Good luck, Larry. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Anya Marks, get set. Who wants in on this? Penny E. Helen G. Matt M. Matt M. Okay, let me, let, me, uh, let me give some names here. So you guys, because uh, I know I missed some here. So I heard, I heard Penny E, and I heard Harlan, I heard Matt, I heard Stacy, I heard Nancy. Who else did I miss? Yeah. Craig, yeah. Craig? Mm-hmm. And who else? Jan S. Jan. Tina S. Tina. How about a couple more? Sally A. Sally? All right, why don't we go with that list here? And I, I'm so sorry if I missed you. And Sarah, let's, leave, let's stop there. Okay, so here's who I have I have Penny, Harlan, Matt. Stacy, Nancy, Greg, Jan, Tina, Sally, and Sarah. 
that's quite a list here. Penny, good morning. Well, good morning to you. Thank you so much. My name is Penny E., and I am a very, very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from South Jersey. feel really privileged to have been the first one that you heard my name, Larry. I'm one of two Penny E.'s. I'm Penny E. from South Jersey and one of three Pennies. Uh, This paragraph I just could not uh, not share. Uh, quite Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. Discovery meaning that it had been proven. It, they discovered it. It wasn't a theory. It wasn't something that somebody told them might happen. You know, it wasn't a wish. It was a discovery. They had lived it and proved it. They discovered that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. That's major. All. Not just my food, but my return to Walmart, my uh, conversation with Comcast, all my problems. It's all about my attitude. I have since been brought into a new way of living, infinitely more satisfying. Infinitely. This is so exciting. I'm like shaking with excitement. Um, Infinitely. There's no end to it. Infinitely means it goes on forever. Infinitely brought into a way of living more satisfying. So I can, it's almost like a promise that not only am I going to live uh, satisfying, being satisfied today, but it's probably going to grow more and more and more as I live this program, stay abstinent, stay recovered, live the 12 steps way of life. And of course it says, um, being brought into a way of living. This is not just something I do on the mornings between 7 and 8 or 7 and 9. This is not, you know, just something I do on the day I go to a wedding or whatever. This is a way of living. You know, like the Amish, it's a way of living. They don't change it. They don't change the way they live because of a snowstorm or whatever. It is a way of living. So I feel blessed. I feel grateful. I love all of you. Hugs, love. Have a beautiful, God-filled day. Day, everybody. Thanks so much for letting me share. <clears throat> Thanks, Penny. Okay, we got Harlan followed by Matt. Harlan, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you very much for your service. I'm Harlan G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I just want to also thank Team Thursday for making this magnificent meeting possible. When I think back on my life before recovery, it was not a life. It was just an existence. I have very, very vivid memories of waking up scared to death because the rent wasn't paid. And if I heard something, it might have been the landlord coming up to pound on my door and demand the rent. I have vivid memories of my phone being disconnected. I have vivid memories of being too scared to get the mail out of the mailbox because I feared the bills and the final notices that would be in there. I have vivid memories of my electricity being turned off. My food habit in the 1970s, not my cocaine habit, not my heroin habit, not my hooker habit, my food habit in the 1970s was about $100 to $150 a day, and my income was nowhere near that. A good day for me was passing a bad check. A good day for me was being able to get the one or two or 10 or 40 foods that I really didn't want to eat in my stomach. A good day for me was having a little extra cash because somehow, someway I had passed another bad check. Today, I have a life rather than a living. I have a life rather than an existence. 
I have a purposefulness to my life. I frequently start taking outreach calls at about 3.30 in the morning my time. And when it says here, when I was told years ago that this disease will permeate every cell of your body and destroy you, I was also told that the recovery will permeate every soul of your body and your being and improve your life in ways you didn't even know were broken, and I have found that to be true. That the spiritual principles, the steps, solve all my problems. There's not one area of my life that isn't elevated into a fourth dimension by the working of these steps. I have been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying, and I don't hope, I know, more useful than the life I lived before. I have the satisfaction of working with other people and seeing some of them recover. I have the satisfaction of walking out into the world and being able to look the world in the eye. I am even with the house. I owe nobody a dime. I can live in the sunlight of the Spirit. I can live and I have a purposefulness to my life. I have a place to go where I can understand and be understood. And that is a lot. And the place that I go to understand and be understood is Overeaters Anonymous. And this is 100% true for me. I would not exchange the best moments of my life before for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it even if I could. Best thing that ever happened to me was the worst thing that ever happened to me, and that's having the illness of compulsive overeating. There are very few people that I know, and I know a lot of people that have a life that is as driven to God as mine is in the most positive way possible. And for 18 and a half years, I have not compulsively overeaten, and I have done so happily. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Harlan. Okay, we have Matt followed by Stacy. Matt, good morning. Hi, Larry. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt. I'm from Over Eater from New Jersey. But I would not change his best moments for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it even if I could. You know, it's much better for I feel much better today that I don't have to go to a pizzeria and order five slices and a, and a sugar-filled drink. I don't have to go to the grocery store and pick up cookies and cake. You know, I just, and I'm grateful for the last couple of weeks that I've been free of that stuff. I'm working on my, I just finished my fifth step, my sponsor, and we're doing six and seven today. And I feel really relieved. And with some of this pressure, it's like a pressure cooker. I turn the valve and I let off some steam. And I feel like I'm getting somewhere for the first time in a long time, you know. It took me losing a couple of close relationships for me to realize that I needed to work this program. And I'm very grateful that I don't have to lose anything more in my life that I don't want to lose if I just follow the rest of this program. I'm grateful that this program is giving It's starting to give me a life because I have no life because this is a disease of no choice. I have no choice but to eat. I'm compelled to eat by the mental twist. And then once I pick up the first bite, I'm, the physical allergy takes over. And I see Fred. I, I relate to Fred even though I'm not, even though I have been to the ringer, like lose, lost jobs, I, lost, I was evicted from home, so I was left out of school, I lost friends because of my attitude and my, my behavior, almost got kicked out of my partial care program. Uh, I've seen them. I've been through the ringer, but you know what? I don't have to go through the ringer anymore. I don't have to be like that towel that's going through the ringer and it's going to get wrung out. I don't have to do that anymore. I can just work the program the way I need to work it to the big book one day at a time and make phone calls to people to stay connected to the program and the fellowship and work with my sponsor and ask to do whatever he asks me to do, no matter what, even if I don't always agree with it, because I already agreed to give up all my will, my self-will, and my attitude 
at the door. I didn't I asked my sponsor to be my sponsor for a reason. He has what I want, and I want to get what he has. And that's the reason I'm willing to take directions one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Matt. Okay, we got Stacy followed by Nancy. Stacy, good morning. Hi, good morning, Larry. This is Stacy S. from southeastern Pennsylvania. Can I be heard? You can. Okay. Um, I just want to express my gratitude for this line specifically um, for OA. Um, prior to OA, um, I came into OA after a long relapse, again, 19 years ago, and I was in the OA for 18 years before um, a new sponsor had guided me to the division line. And um, I can only say that before OA, um, all those years ago, I was crazy. I was depressed, severely depressed, um, suicidal at points because I couldn't stop eating because life was not going my way and people were not living by my script. Um, since coming into the vision line and working the big book, you know, really studying the big book um, and working the steps, living the steps, um, doing a 10th, 11th, and 12th step every day, um, I can now see that food is not my problem. Um, life can be my problem. My buildup of negative emotions, as Harlan says, is my problem. And um, I'm so grateful for that realization because for the 18 years of being in the um, face-to-face meeting, uh, which I still go to, um, I was hearing all about keeping my food clean, and that was all I needed. And that's not all I need. I need a spiritual experience. I need to have a relationship with my higher power, who I choose to call God. And I can't do that without going through the big book, without working the steps. And uh, so I'm just very grateful today. I'm very grateful to uh, be a part of this line because I feel like this line is um, has really brought me to a lot of awarenesses and a lot of gratitude over the past year. Um, my, my recovery has um, definitely grown um, more in the past year than it has in the past 19 years. So that's all I have. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Stacy. Okay, we got Nancy followed by Greg. Nancy, good morning. Good morning. This is Nancy H. from New Jersey. And thank you for your service, and thank you for everybody this morning that's on the line. I have to agree with the previous caller about a vision for you has really um, just done so much for me and for my program and taught me kind of how to give back in a different way and working with others using the big book. Um, I've been in both AA and OA for a long time, but it was never as specifically taught to me as it is now. And I go through uh, with others much more more quickly than I had learned originally way back when. Um, I say um, I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. I um, have still had problems where I'm eating foods that are not on my food plan. Um, I am working the steps and actually have gotten all the way through step nine with a sponsor that is abstinent. But my food has gotten floppy and then not so good. So I'm just recommitting um, today to my abstinence. I'm going through a very, very difficult situation at work 
And I know that's not an excuse, but somehow I'm using that as a reason to eat. Um, and I, you know, I mean, I've had about, I had a week of accidents and then I had some sugar yesterday. So I'm still struggling, obviously. I don't want to struggle. I want to just give it up once and for all. But it's like, it's just an everyday thing. So tonight I'm going to a meeting. I'm leaving the meeting. I feel good about that. And um, I just need help. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks so much, Nancy. Okay, we got Craig followed by Jan. Craig, what's new in Oklahoma? Well, not much. Good <laughs> morning. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks, Larry. Um, I want to kind of drill down on uh, this, the kind of the first sentence. Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all of my problems, not not all my spiritual problems, but all of my problems. Um, it, it's not odd, but it's God. But um, I was just sharing with somebody else this morning and uh we were talking about um uh this uh, kind of issue and, and especially as it related to to finance and uh, over in family afterwards on page 127 about the middle of the page it says for us material well-being always followed spiritual progress it never proceeded Material well-being always followed spiritual progress. You know, I, I um, that that shouldn't be a surprise, I guess. Um, it it uh, it, but it kind of is. Uh, you know, I, I think that um, I, I made a lot of money when I was younger. You know, without spiritual progress, and and but I lost it. And the fact is that it was my lack of um, spiritual progress. It was my uh, being unhinged all the time that helped me lose that money it was making bad decisions when I uh, was in the throes of, uh, of the food and the alcohol that made me make bad decisions and and today um, uh, I, I make so much better decisions I'm not saying I make perfect decisions or, or always exactly the right decision but my decision making process is so much um, more um, clear so so much more refined because my head is clear and uh, I, I'm, I'm abstinent and I'm uh, working a spiritual program and I'm making financial progress as a result and I'm making um, other kinds of uh, progress my the rest of my life is straightening out uh, slowly one day at a time and it has to do with this idea that that uh, that other kinds of progress always follow spiritual progress and and uh, for the solution and for this meeting I'm forever grateful and with that I'll pass thank you hey thanks Craig okay next we have Jan followed by February March and April oh, I couldn't resist hey Jan good morning hey Jan are you there can you press star one Hey, Larry. Can I be heard? You can. That's cool. I love it. Jan, February, <laughs> March. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for this topic and this reading today. And thank you so much for everybody who shared. Um, for me, 
and it may sound a little redundant, but it's all about having a spiritual solution that will solve all my problems today, all my problems, not just about the food and the weight and the eating, all my problems. And it never fails. It's, it, you know, it says rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. I heard somewhere that they, they, they tackled with the word rarely and wanted to put never, but they decided to put rarely. Um, but, you know, I, I use my steps for everything in my life today. I, you know, I'm powerless over so much. You know, I, I'm powerless over my own thinking. I'm powerless over everybody else. And so when I came in here, all I wanted was for somebody to help me lose weight. I thought that was my problem. I thought eating was my problem. I didn't know that living was my problem. I didn't know my thinking was my problem. I didn't want to see the fact that self-centeredness, self-pity, and and self-seeking motives and resentment and anger and fear were at the base of so much of my life. I didn't want to see that. And those were the things that were controlling my life. And for today, I I don't have to live that way. And I am just very, very, very grateful for this program. I've been, I've been in a long time. It took me a very, very long time. I was one of those people that scoffed when they said the God word. I, was, I, was, I hit the door my first time around in 1978. When I heard God, I hit the door running, went to my first meeting and never came back for another four years because I was not doing the God thing. So, but you know what? Some scoff, some people stay, some people leave. But I am so grateful that when I went back the second time, I've never left the rooms. Good, bad, and different. Um, my progress continues to grow in accordance to my willingness each day to turn my will and my life over to the care of God that I understand and practice these principles in all my affairs. And with that, I pass. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thanks, Jan. Okay, we have Tina followed by Sally. Hey, Tina, good morning. Hey, Tina, I think we muted you out. Can you hear me now, Larry? <laughs> we got you. Thanks, Tina. Yeah, thanks so much for your service, Larry. Well, wow. you know, what a fabulous meeting. I uh, I was so excited this morning when I got on the line and I saw what we were reading and, you know, like the rest of us here, you know, what a gift. And I certainly uh, could not have done this if I didn't think that a power greater than myself could do it for me. And uh, and that's what it talks about. And, and I'll say what I said yesterday. I didn't come here to get spiritual and I didn't come here for spiritual principles, you know, but that's why I stay. You know, I stay because spiritual principles, which was already said, would solve all my problems. Doesn't say just the food thing, that just the relationship thing, but all of them. And what a life that I have today. Uh, it's amazing. You know, I have a passion for the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I have a passion for Overeaters Anonymous because only because I have a life today beyond my wildest dreams. And if I did not have that, I wouldn't have the passion. I wouldn't be doing it. You know, I wouldn't be coming here. I would not be, I'm sorry, I love you guys, but I wouldn't be hanging out here. I just wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't working for me. And and it is today. And, um, you know, and it talks about, you know, I, I, I've been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying and I hope more useful. I didn't never wanted to be useful to anybody but myself. And that's something that I want today. 
you know, more often than not, not always, because I am not perfect by any means, and I, and I, who I think about the most every day is certainly me. I wish it were different, and hopefully someday it will be, but, you know, I am more useful today than I have ever been, you know, and I would not exchange its best moments from the past for the worst I have now, and that's the truth. You know, that's the truth for me, and what a great meeting, and I just want to hear some more stuff, so thanks so much, and I'll pass. Thanks, Tina. Hey, Sally, your turn. <laughs> Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Vision for you. It's Sally A., home in New York, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. So happy to have an opportunity to read this paragraph or read about this paragraph. And first I wanted to say that the context is so important. What they just finished saying in the paragraph before they outlined the spiritual answer and program of action, the spiritual answer. And then they go on to say, but the program of action, though entirely sensible, was pretty drastic. And I look at those words and I think, what was so drastic about this? And yet it's probably because I didn't quite get it. And so this morning we read, quite as important was the discovery, Eureka, the discovery, because they use this word discovery, much like we use that word for very important findings, not theories, but findings, facts, the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. Interestingly, I spent so many years in OA, in a vision for you, in my nose in this big book. And still my mind, when I would read step one, I admitted that I was powerless over food, that my life had become unmanageable. My focus was the admitting, the importance of my honesty and admitting something's terribly wrong. And the other focus was that my life was unmanageable. Yes, my life is a wreck. But my focus was not the powerlessness of step one. Never was my focus that clear as it is today. Now when I wake up in the morning, what it means to have the spiritual principles, or in the last paragraph, the outlined spiritual answer, is that when I wake up, I say, God I'm at your mercy again today because it's the truth. Being powerless over food means I am at God's mercy. And that is the beginning for me. The foundation step is the willingness to say it doesn't matter how much I know because I leaned on self-knowledge. It doesn't matter how much I show up for this meeting or how much I memorize this book. The important thing for me today is to recognize I'm at God's mercy again today, just for today. I'm powerless. And it's important for me to continue to grow my connection in step two and step three. And when they talk about a program of action, that's what it is for me. The program of action today for me is practicing not just these principles, which we all say those words. I've said them myself many times. Practicing holding God's hand. Practicing pausing. 
before I spit out what I'm going to say next. Practicing these principles that are being taught in the 12 steps. The 12 steps didn't save my life. And let me end with that. The 12 steps will not save my life. The 12 steps is the methodology for me to learn how to get, stay, and be connected to my higher power. And my higher power is going to save and is saving my life. Thanks for letting me share with that, I pass. Thanks, Sally. Sarah, are you staying out of trouble? Good morning, Larry. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Good morning. Uh, this is Sarah W., very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I, I can really identify with the shares this morning. Um, I was thinking I wanted to connect the previous paragraph to um, the thought that I had about it was um, I had to throw out several lifelong conceptions out the window. Um, that That's kind of what the first sentence in the paragraph we read kind of connects me to, the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. Um, I, I think I think for me, um, my road hasn't been, my journey has not been a straight line. Uh, I've struggled um, in the program. I've had um, relapses. I'm very grateful to be abstinent. But the, the thing that really strikes me is that the idea of perseverance and integrity has to be uh, what I practice in my life to continue on this beautiful journey that I have. So many people that I talk to um, have struggled with their food and they feel ashamed. And I want to uh, come back to the idea that it's not about shame. We're not bad people trying to get good. We're sick people trying to get well. And I really want to embrace those people that are struggling. Because um, I've been there and I know how hard it is. And because somebody, you know, it's a grace. It doesn't mean that we're deserving uh, when we become abstinent. And for me, oftentimes, uh, something is so um, painful, maybe my behaviors, uh, that it makes it so difficult for me to look myself in the mirror. And that's why integrity is such an important piece of this. If I continue doing negative behaviors that I don't feel um, that I can look myself in the mirror at the end of the day, how can I maintain my abstinence? There's no way. So the steps with the 10 step and also, you know, being able to share with integrity and with humility with other people when I struggle is what saves my life in this program for me. And, you know, um, I am human, you know, I, I falter, and no matter how recovered anybody gets, we're still human. We're always human. And the God of my non-understanding always walks with me, whatever I do, and there's no punitive action taken. You know, my mother didn't die because I did something bad. 
you know, uh, my grandchildren that I raised didn't go back to their mother because I was being punished. If I thought that a higher power was like that, I could never go to that higher power and believe that I could be restored to sanity. So I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for vision for you, but I'm very grateful for this program that allows me to really live a life that I never had. I was a very, very unhappy, self-loathing woman, and that is not where I am today. And I invite anybody to not only grab their higher higher power's hand, but to grab other people's hands that have been there before. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Larry, for your service. Hey, thanks, Sarah. Okay, I took out my abacus, and I found out that five times three minutes is 15, which is about what we have. So I'll take about five names. Who wants to share? Okay, here's what I heard so far. I heard Vasa and Nancy. I missed everyone else. Okay, here's what I have. I have, and I, I apologize to those that my hearing is, I'm getting older here, man. My hearing's not so great. But I did hear Vasa, I heard Nancy, I heard Janice, Melissa, and Deborah. So so let's take those five and see where we're at. And my apologies to others that I missed. Vasa, good morning. Thank you. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service, and good morning, everyone. I'm grateful, recovered, compulsive leader calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. My spiritual life was solve all my problems. I just wanted to stop eating. That's the only reason I came to Olita's Anonymous. I had a full control of my life in every other area. I didn't need any help. I didn't realize how much help I needed till later. <clears throat> and my relationship is the most important today than anything else. If I don't have the relationship with God, I wouldn't be abstinent. I wouldn't have the life I have today. I wouldn't be working the steps the way they're laid out. Uh, and I would not exchange my new life for millions of dollars and the peace and the joy and contentment I have never had in my life till I came to God. And believe me, I was terrified when I surrendered. With, <clears throat> excuse me. I was terrified. I was, you know, I, I cringed my teeth every time I heard about God, but I was just so, so desperate, and I was just so ready to put the food down. I, I just didn't want to die. It was just going to kill me. So I made that choice. I made the decision. I will do. I will do whatever. It's gonna, you know, I'm going to die anyway, so might as well take the chance. And that was the best thing I had ever done in my whole life, to surrender to God, my higher power, whatever you call God, whatever your definition is. I, you know, for me, it's God, it's higher power, it's bigger than me, that's for sure. And I will not exchange, excuse me, my life, as I said, for millions of dollars. I will exchange it for the whole, whole world. If somebody said to me, Vasa, here you can have the world, I don't want it. And somehow I thought, if I had the money, then, you know, then that was going to solve my problem. And how wrong I was. And I am human, I fall down, but God is here all the time. 
and I'm thank God I have people in my life I can share <clears throat> if I'm going through a difficult time in my life and I don't have to go back to the food. And I've had many, many things happening in my life I could have used as an excuse to go back to the food and I haven't. And I will not because I get the power and I get the strength from my higher power to deal with life. I'm so grateful I'm freed from the food addiction, I'm freed from the resentments, the angers, and going through the steps. Abstinence was just the beginning. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thanks, Vasa. Okay, we got Nancy followed by Janice. Nancy, good morning. Hi, good morning, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. And um, this... Uh, a program is just amazing. I've gotten so much. Again, I've gotten so much for the shares. Another wonderful day in class. I um, want to reflect on the fact that spiritual principles can solve all my problems. What a gift. I woke up this morning feeling just terrible. I had uh, heard something on the news that I found quite disturbing. And when I woke up, it was still resonating in my uh, mind first thing I did, I started saying the serenity prayer because there's nothing I can do about it. And as I said it and I gave it to my higher power, that uh, heaviness began to lift. And then I got up and came and turned on visions for you. And uh, what a wonderful place to be. Before I um, became recovered, my plan of living was whatever was in vogue at the moment. Uh, I really didn't have a, a design for living. I tried to to do the things that I had been taught in church and uh, wasn't too successful at it, uh, trying to be perfect. Uh, whatever the latest um, guru of the day was, I tried to do those things. I lots and lots of self-help good book, uh, books, and uh, none of it was successful over the long run. And today I'm just so grateful because I do. I have a way to live my life. Initially, it was all about getting out of the food, getting out of the food. And then I learned in this program that food was not my problem. Living was. I did not know how to live. And once I uh, began to live my life according to these 12 steps, I agree, my life is infinitely better than I could have ever imagined. I I mean, I, I never imagined that it could be so good. Not that I don't have uh, life challenges, uh, things things happen that really upset me. I, I, I can see that I'm a real sensitive person. I'm affected by um, uh, things beyond my uh, control. I ran over a squirrel the other day, and I was devastated. I mean, I was devastated. That's who I am. Uh, I didn't intend to do it, but I was just devastated. So this program uh, has taught me, you know, to own up to my feelings. That's the first thing I'm grateful for. I acknowledge whatever I'm feeling, I must acknowledge it. That's, I, I love that 10th step. I must acknowledge what I'm truly feeling because for so long I wore this mask that, every, that I was on top of it. I was in charge. I had it all together, and that got me nowhere but more ways. So thank you for uh, letting me share. Above all, thank God for Ovidus Anonymous and the 12 steps. Thank God for AA for bringing it to to us. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nancy. Okay, we got Janice followed by Melissa. Janice, good morning. Good 
Well, good morning to you, Larry, and everyone. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Perhaps if you could be kind to um, time me, too, it would be great. Um, Thank you. Yeah, spiritual. The spiritual will, will solve all our problems. Well, I mean, I said, well, I go pray. See, I didn't really know what spiritual meant, you know. People say, she's so spiritual. Well, I thought it was like more religious. And I said, geez, I did this, I did that. But that's not what we're talking about here. It's the way that I lived in the spirit of myself. I, myself, and me. Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. The spirit, I didn't have, I was full of self-pity. See, the principles, uh, I've learned the principle through the action of the steps 4 through 12. So what Fred has been doing, he, you know, he surrendered. He was, he concluded that he couldn't do it. He, he, I, ego. So we have to find another way. And you say, well, yeah, we talk about God doing it and this doing it. Well, that's only going to be revealed. I mean, this is my experience. I don't know about you because I had a God in my life before I started the steps. But th- my character defects were not revealed. So if they're not revealed to me by not doing these steps, how am I going to know to live differently? How am I going to change? I didn't know what to change. I thought it was, I had the blame game. I thought it was all about you. If you were different, if I, if I did this different, if I had more money. See, that's the physical world. And it's very hard to know the difference between the physical world and the spiritual world. Well, the physical world for me was get the right food plan, get the right sponsor. That's physical. But I also have a spiritual malady. And the book teaches us when the spiritual malady is overcome, doesn't say we're cured because we're never going to be cured because we're always going to be working towards the ideal of a higher power. So when that's overcome, we're going to straighten out. I'm going to straighten out mentally. That means I'm going to think different. I'm going to act different. My attitude is going to be different. Oh, it wasn't my father's fault. Oh, because, see, I didn't want to take responsibility. I was full of self-pity. Killer, killer. I was always nervous. I was worried. I was, you know, it was all about me. How... Food does not fix a spiritual problem. Food does not fix an emotional problem. I have to have a spirit higher than me. And that's when we start learning and and, 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 and discovering the treasures about myself from the 12 steps, 4 through 12, then we can start changing. Then we won't want to eat because that's when the higher power will remove that obsession. So there's, you know, full of self-pity, full of self-centered mindset. I mean, that was me. Oh, I do have a thing. Well, I think that's my time. So um, when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice. Okay. Hey, Melissa, can you, so we can set Deborah in, can you take like two minutes each? That would be awesome if you can. Absolutely. Um, Thanks. Sure. If I go over, tell me, and, I'll, and then I sure. will um, share my time. Okay. So it's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, um, you know, what really jumped out at me was the, the satisfying, that this life is, you know, infinitely more satisfying Um and I thought I think about the word satisfy and how um, you know without the spiritual principles 
my whole life was trying to satisfy, you know, me. It was not on being useful. It was on satisfying um, myself and what I wanted. And sometimes that, you know, took the disguise as being very loving. You know, I wanted, um, you know, my kids to do well. I wanted, you know, people to do the things that I thought were best, even that I thought were best for them. But, um, you know, my satisfaction and, and operating on what I want um, is a really dangerous thing. That's, um, that's kind of what jumped out at me here is that that's like, an, you know, like an avalanche rolling down the mountain. Um, what I want only grows and grows and grows and grows. And so the spiritual principles have sort of, um, you know, reset my, my internal compass so that I'm not guided by what I want. You know, it's like I've sort of come to want what I got. And, you know, the, the thing that keeps jumping out at me is someone at work is aggravating me, right? And you know what? The same person keeps aggravating me. Clearly, you know, if I were operating on my satisfaction, it would be about getting her to stop aggravating me, getting her to change what she's doing. But um, the spiritual principle is telling me, um, hello, there's something you need to learn here. What's your part? And that is how I can have real satisfaction. It's not in changing other people to suit my needs, but how can I be helpful to this person? What is my part here? Um, and that's what gives me, you know, the greatest satisfaction in my life. And how crazy is that? I never thought that that was going to be the answer. Um, and yet it is. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, Deborah, we saved the best for last. You got two minutes. Good morning. Deborah's press star one. Okay, well maybe uh maybe I was hearing things, Deborah, if you want to pop in, but I'll I'll take the last uh minute. Oh, are you there? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, can you hear me? This is Deborah Kay. Sorry about that. Gotcha, gotcha, Deborah. Okay, thank you so much. I'm from the D.C., Washington, D.C. area, compulsive overeater. And um, Larry, thanks so much for making the time. I'll make this quick. And thanks so much for everybody. Um, vision for you is just a lifeline for me, and I just so appreciate everybody's honesty and um, openness on this line. And um, what I wanted to share really briefly was just that the steps are a roadmap, you know, for living for me. Um, I've been in OA about two and a half years. I've worked the steps other program, but working them in OA has just been, you know, obviously completely new and um, as you would expect. And, you know, I've come to realize so much um, about how my higher power has always been there for me. You know, my, the fingerprints of my higher power were there through my whole life. And um, what I've come to realize as a fact is I was a victim of neglect and abuse and I sought an escape through food and I, you know, really wanted to be soothed and comforted. And, um, or, you know, for me as I'm coming to find out and I'm, you know, feeling the feelings and having these memories of um, this defiance of, you know, I remember trying to be restricted um, with food growing up and, you know, threatening my mother that I was going to have my own chocolate factory, you know, when I was an adult because I wanted to have as much chocolate as I wanted. And, you know, and I think about where that came from and it was from a place of hurt, you know, and, um, and, and, and so... You know, what I'm so grateful for today is this understanding and openness and humility 
to be able to ask God for help, to say, you know, I, I just need help, and I know you, the reason I'm alive today is because of, you know, my higher power, and it's a miracle, and just every day is a miracle. So, um, you know, and the other just thing I want to share is that for me, my higher power is gentle and loving and kind, and it's not um, a rigor. It is work. This program is work, but it's also there's a gentleness about my higher power and about, um, you know, being willing to be open, you know, to turn my will and my life over to, you know, to higher power and to just be able to try to, you know, have my will align with my higher power. And so I'm so grateful today to, you know, be able to be more accepting of myself and my story and, you know, be able to ask God just what is the path that you, what is your will for me, you know, and that is what I try to do every day in my spiritual alignment, talking in the car to my higher power. It helps me to hear my own voice, but asking for help and just turning every day over and just, um, you know, acknowledging that I am not able to solve it and food isn't the answer and my higher power is the answer. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Hey, Deborah, thanks so much for your share, and thank you to everyone who has shared. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Um, we're now going to close uh, with a reading from the big book on page 164. Penny, are you there to do that for us? Yes, I am. Thank you, Larry. Thanks. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what, what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely... Meet some of us as you trudge the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.